know you've waited all year long, and despite the heat wave outside, summer is ending and our time is coming. Boys and girls, welcome back to the 2023 Sloppy Road to Halloween, the annual sloppy horror season where we break down 10 iconic horror flicks from the end of summer to October 31st to get you ready for your fall. I can't have my listeners going into the spooky season like a bunch of uneducated buffoons. I want you guys to be the horror talk at every party you go to. Because let's be honest, if you spend any time here, I would imagine you know a little more about scary movies than the next guy. And that's why I've only picked the best movies for this season. And today's premiere episode, we are kicking it off with a capital B banger. M. Night Shyamalan's 1999 horror thriller, The Sixth Sense. I don't know if everyone understands how lucky we are to have this movie. Shyamalan has been known throughout his career for horror thrillers with plot twists. But I'm telling you now, if this movie wasn't so successful, his career could have had a completely opposite trajectory. I mean, the same year he made The Sixth Sense, M. Night Shyamalan wrote Stuart Little for Christ's sakes. That's right, the movie where Michael J. Fox is a little mouse and he gets adopted by Gina Davis and that guy who plays Dr. House, that movie. He also has writing credits for movies like She's All That. So when I say we're lucky that we got a major blockbuster horror movie starring Bruce Willis, I mean it. We always call horror the FUBU genre. It's made for us by us. So when we get filmmakers that aren't in our realm and they give us flicks like American Werewolf in London or The Shining, The Omen, etc., we need to be beyond appreciative. We don't generally get it this good. So boys and girls, I hope you got some Halloween decorations going already because it's time for us to snap into gear. So wherever you're coming at in this world, welcome to the show. And without any further ado, here comes our take on The Sixth Sense. Welcome back to the Sloppy Horror Podcast. Folks, this is a season premiere, and this is a premiere that we all love and know. Mark, I'm going to bring this in a little bit, all right? I had to bring the mic in a little closer because, actually, I had to bring in the boys and girls a little bit closer. Bring them into my chest. It's the road to Halloween. Ozark, you and I have some summer drinks here, and this is how we are saying goodbye to summer, all right? Because it's got to be over. Folks, I am Christian Ramey, your scary movie companion, the Prince of Horror, and sitting across from me is the best producer in the whole entire world, Mr. Ozark Mark. It, we're thrilled to be back here. Mark, how you feeling down there? Oh, yeah. It's the road to Halloween. This is our WrestleMania season. This, I'll have, Welcome to the road. We made it back to the road. This is the best road there ever was. We're on it. Now, it starts off hot, so we got to treat ourselves with a Smirnoff ice, red, white, and berry. Don't make fun of me. It ain't that bad. It's actually not it that bad. It ain't that bad. I'm <laughs> glad nobody ever iced me, because I would not do it. You know what that is? Yeah. That's stupid. No, I ain't doing that. But we are back. This is great. This is fantastic. I'm glad you're here with us. Now that we got that out of the way, we decided... I mean, you decided to kick it off here with the movie with B. Willie himself, the Willster. Bill. B. Willie. <laughs> B. Willie. <laughs> I've Bruce, never heard that. Bruce Willis himself 
Did you make that up? Or yeah. Have you heard that yeah, before? No, no. <laughs> Me, Willie. <laughs> ah, fuck. Oh. The, oh. the Willister. Nah, be Willie's that better. every Christmas for Die Hard. It's be be Willie. <laughs> Bro, that's good. Well, you know, Will, like people call Billy short for, I don't know. I just... Be Willie, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it took my brain a second to register that, but when it did, I'm like, why have we not been calling him this? I don't know, but I love Be Willie. You love Be Willie. Everybody I loves do. Bill Willie. I've never met anybody who hates Be Willie, and this He's... was. Uh, He's actually going through hard times right now. Well, that's a shame. Every all the great ones do. I know. All the I know. great ones do. Unfortunately, it, it's right. Life's a roller coaster. You get the great times, and then you got to suffer through the bad. It happens to everybody. Who doesn't love Die Hard? Exactly. But it's the sixth sense, not the fifth one. No, the sixth one. You know what's weird about five times? Five times. I was at Horror Hound, Indianapolis. Okay, I stopped there on Saturday. Right? They hand out some of our fucking cards, and then. I look over, I look to my right, get like from closer closer than you and I are together. I'm saying from you to that computer away. You know who I was next to? The five time. You were next to Booker T. Swear to God. No, you dude. were not. He was at the convention and I didn't realize you know how sometimes at those things like where you don't like realize the people are just kinda there. Like yeah. they don't like it's not like a big neon sign you just sometimes are like oh shit that's the guy from gremlins <laughs> you know like i'm saying so close to him he smelled me and i was just like he i mean he he had people in his little line there so like i wasn't gonna be like oh, you know but that one fucked me up but he doesn't have what this movie's all about he's the five time and honestly this is the sixth time that's the sixth sense yes the thick tenth. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> the thick thin. <laughs> God damn it! Now I'm gonna be saying that. <laughs> That's stuck, dude. That's stuck in there, and it's not going away. The thick thin. <laughs> you guys seen a thick thin? Stop. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> no, but really. B. Willie and the Chickens is one of my... I I got a great story about this movie. Well, please tell it to me. I saw this in the theaters when it came out. And what's this, 99? Yes. So I was 10. or I mean, maybe 11 at this point. No, I was 10. Yeah, I was 10. Okay. All right. And my grandma and I went to see it. And I know my grandma likes B. Willie. Everybody and, loves B. Willie. So, like, we went to see it. I don't remember, because I liked scary movies, but I don't remember who talked to into seeing this flick, because I've seen, her and I would go to the movies often, and like, sometimes she would see some shit I'd want, like, I got her to see Pokemon the movie, bro, that's a real ass grandma. Yeah, my grandma she, did the same thing, she took me there. That's a real ass Poor grandma. Poor soul, like, you know, she don't care, she probably <laughs> fell asleep anyway. <laughs> yeah, but we was watching this one, and I remember going back home like jumping into my bed. I did not want somebody grabbing my ankle from under my bed for a long time, dude. This movie sat with a lot of people. Now, granted, I will say as you get older and watch it, I would say it's more emotional. It's an emotionally charged movie as dude, you get Dude, I old. forgot. You know, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. 
And I forgot how fucking emotional it was. It really this is. This is a dude. sad goddamn movie. It's dude. a tearjerker. You're it like, is. shit, dude. Like, this I felt is like deep. I did not feel good after I watched it. Like, <laughs> I know. I felt sad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? But goddamn. But there's a, there's a lot of cool aspects to it. And honestly, I think there's, whether you're religious or not, let's just say you're a person of faith or not, I think people are always curious if ghosts are real. And even if it's, you know, you, if people want to believe in, you know, like a Jesus or like, you know, whatever religion they're into, people can have maybe a believing of an afterlife or like ghosts or maybe their relatives looking over them, guardian angels, right? You know, that's not, that's not uncommon if somebody had that conversation with you. If somebody said, you know, my grandpa's looking out for me or something, you wouldn't be like, what did you just say? Unless you're George Carlin. Yeah, right. Right, well, George Carlin explains things like that, too. But at the same time, okay, you want to say science, where the fuck science come from? I'm not saying it's Jesus, bro, but I'm just saying there's a chicken and an egg conversation that can make your brain hurt. Like, okay, it's science, where the fuck did that come from? You know what I mean? Like, it, it scratches your brain, right? So people wonder if there's ghosts. And especially, I think, too, like, there's a lot... I like how this deals with a lot of different levels here, so... I will get into the synopsis, uh, kind of, but this is just kind of like a precursor here. But I like how there's ghosts in this movie that not only that he helps, but there's also some aspects of, like, he helps them cross over, but then also, like, um, with his mom, he sees his grandma. I like how that there's a... um, everyone wants to know like and if somebody like floored you and they were like say a dead relative of you and they were to be like oh yeah they said this and this and this only some inside shit that you like if they floored you like that that would make every hair on your body stand up like that would fuck you up and like that would be nuts right it would be nuts if something would if people were to hit you with that and i think a lot of people really want there to be for that you know especially a lot of people that lose parents etc or like you know close folks like that it's like they yearn for that so i thought this movie tackled emotional levels on many different things it wasn't just that (laughs) bruce willis fucking realized he was dead and he like saw his wife just struggling without him it's not that this little boy's getting fucking beaten and tortured and he has to like live with ghosts but then, like, the mom on top of it, like, finding out that her mom's, like, watching her and validated her love for her. Like, there's a lot of fucking, you're like, Jesus, dude. Yeah. Fucking M. Night Shyamalan. And by the way, can we get something out of the way here, Mark? Let's get something out of the way. What the fuck is the M in M. Night Shyamalan? All right? Is that public? Does he let people know what the M stands for? What do you think it stands for? I, I, with the last name, I'm a, I don't know if it's Michael. You know, if it's, it's not Mike, no, it's something. It's Manembolo or something, Lolo. <coughs> I don't know. You can Google that. Well, is it is it a hidden thing? Because we need to find out. I don't know, but I'll tell you what. This is one of the only. This is only uh, one of the few M Night Shyamalan. Mano. Mano. I I don't know if that it's M A N O J, but I I just that's how my brain read it. <laughs> okay, let's just stick with M. I see why he did it. But this is one of the only uh, M. Night Shyamalan movies I actually like. He's real hit or miss. He really is, but that's just my opinion. Some people like Micah's movies. That's why it's perfect, because that's all about your fucking opinion when it comes to that matter. 
his filmmaking techniques. I mean, we're not going to get super technical here, but like, not only does he have like the inviting shots where you know he focuses his in on something on a certain piece of paper, he reads, he helps you read what they're reading. He's just brilliant at making a scene go along. Um, even the funeral scene where he like the dad was watching the tape and it like I don't know if that was that like pan out zoom in situation like in Jaws or like you know when he's on the beach. There's quite a few movies that do it, but it's just a brilliant shot because you see all the funeral goers behind him i like it because it's an hour and 37 minutes like he has like the shooting uh power because i'll give credit to like an ari aster but the reason i kind of criticize his films is because he doesn't edit them he just keeps them a big long film and that's a little pretentious we don't want three hours and 20 minutes uh but granted he could shoot film beautifully like i mean it looks great and I think M. Night Shyamalan is kind of like the medium in between that, where it's like, it's elevated. It was elevated before elevated horror, right? This was, he was got he got known for his little twists. That's what he was known for, right? It was elevated before elevated. I imagine a lot of the people that do that kind of horror now were definitely inspired by him when well, they, they would were. have to be. So I thought he did it perfect with the not too long of a film like you're talking like an hour 40 i think it's an hour 45 or something like it's right in there it's yeah. like nothing too wild no it's like an hour and 30 something i think yeah that's that's not too bad dude no and you, it, get, you keep it moving all right keep it moving let's get to the stuff let's get it out of the way i also will say there are just certain movies whether you like them whether they're good whether they're bad there are certain movies that just live in your brain. Like, just once, like, you could just describe something. Um, if I if I told you it's like, oh, it's like that mom from The Sixth Sense in the kitchen, you'd be like, yep. Yeah. I, I, like, there are certain things that are locked in there, but it's weird. There's a million movies you've fucking seen where I can be like, you remember this movie? You're like, I've never heard of it. And you're like, oh, wait, yeah, I, I, saw, I think I've seen this. I don't really remember. There's a, a bajillion movies like that, and probably good ones. Like, just happens. But there's just those certain movies that just have that ability where you're like, I can't forget that. Uh, was that a clown sawing a girl in half? Yeah, I'm not gonna. That's not gonna leave my brain. I'm just gonna. I'm not saying it scares me. I just, it lives there. This flick is 100% like that. Um, I'm I, I'm surprised if you know anybody who hasn't seen this. I feel at like at least an large age group. I think once you get below like 25 maybe then you might be hit or miss but you know especially when I love it and I always I'm always a fan of when horror movies have an actor a big time actor who doesn't normally do horror movies mm-hmm. for instance like uh, The Shining with Jack Nicholson he really doesn't do horror movies but he killed that one and we got B. Willie right here doing the same thing. He doesn't normally do horror movies, which this is more of like a thriller, psychological, but it, 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 it's horror related. So I see why it's on the first stop of the road to Halloween. We just got off the exit. This is the first stop. It's intense. Yeah. And also, yeah, I mean, I feel like we've been, this is such an incredible film that we've been like hopping into that. Folks, this is the sloppy road to Halloween. I mean, we got 10 weeks that we're going to guide you there. 
We're gonna grab your hips. We're gonna ease you into Halloween, all right? We're gonna carve your fucking pumpkin yeah. and spill your seeds. Yeah, so let's put it into first gear and hit us with a synopsis. You know what? That sounds like a great idea. But it's a fucking first, perfect idea. That's why I told you. Now you're doing that later. No, but first and foremost. You're doing that later. And foremost, God, boys and girls, to start the season off, we could not do this shit without you guys, all right? And you're gonna make it through this whole goddamn episode with zero advertisements. Not a one. Not a one. But if you're looking for a fun way to support the show, to help us keep the lights on, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash sloppyhorror. That's where we keep bonus episodes, where we talk about a lot of different things. Also, if you're looking for some sloppy gear, you can find a link below in the description for in our videos and all of our audio links, and you can find some fresh gear. Buy something, fucker. Yeah, help us out. Help us out. So Help yourself out. You might get laid with a shirt on. So... Thank yourself, okay, and be happy that you're going to make it through this whole episode without having to do that little fast-forward skip button for 30 seconds to make it through Razor ads. To, I know, you're trying to get it in your car, and you're going to make sure you got to press it right, but then you press it too many times, and then you miss what just happened, so then you got to go back, and then you can't get it right. Then you got to listen to the advertisement anyway because you can't figure it out. Now you just had a bad stretch of fucking two miles there, and now you're all pissed off, and you're pissed off to where you're going when you're in a happy mood when you're not in a happy mood. When they try to trick you, and they're like... Yeah, it is just such a great movie. But you know what else is great? Not having to plan your breakfast. Do you guys wake up in the morning and not have to get through your morning routine without bumbling through your kitchen? Wouldn't it be nice if you had these packages sent directly to your door? Yeah, that's it would be kind of nice, but I'm not paying for it. Yeah. Not, Anyways. Yeah. All right, enough of this malarkey. Tell me I won't stand what it. The Sixth Sense is about, as if I've never seen it. But keep it, you know, brief. Let's read the back of the VHS. Goes the Christian Ramey VHS. All right, now. So what we have here, what we have here, we're going to start this film off with... <coughs> that was a great start. Yes. This film starts off with B. Willie playing a character named Malcolm Crow. And Malcolm Crow is this just will, really well-renowned uh, child psychologist. He's really great. Helps all the kids out. And the beginning of the movie, he's getting home from an award ceremony with his wife. And he just won this big award from the mayor from being the shit for helping out kids. And he's just... And he's real humble about it. He didn't give a shit about it. He's teasing his wife. His wife's trying to gloat over him. Well, when they make their way upstairs into their bedroom, they notice that their window is broken in their uh, bedroom. Well, turns out there's an intruder, and that intruder is a child, an old child patient of his who obviously isn't well anymore. Now he's in his underwear, and it was Donnie Wahlberg who played it, by the way, and Donnie Wahlberg crushed that part. Very short role, but... Holy shit, dude. That's some, like... That's, like, the scariest part of the whole fucking movie. Some extreme acting there, dude. He, I mean, he really did great. He really does great. I mean, especially because, like, obviously the Wahlberg brothers, like, ladies like them a lot. You know, it's a new kid on the block. And he looks like a, like a crackhead. Like, I mean, he looks bad. And I love when handsome people can make themselves look bad for movies. Like... I hate when people are supposed to look grimy, but they're still, like, beautiful. You're like, (laughs) fuck off, dude. Like, (laughs) you don't have to go Charlize there and, like, monster about it. But at least, you know, come on, dog. Come on. So, Donnie Wahlberg is upset, and he shoots B-Willie. And B-Willie dies. Okay? B-Willie dies. All right? But you're not supposed to know that. Right. That's the twist to the movie, right? Ooh. But you'll figure it out. 
but B. Willie does end up dying, but it doesn't reveal that at this moment. It just shows him shot, okay? And then he's on his bed. His wife is trying to help him. Then the next scene, it shows him on a park bench, and then he's working in his notebook, and then he sees a little young boy, maybe about the age of eight, somewhere around there, coming out of his house. And he's played by Haley Joel Osment. And you know what? Holy Joe. Haley Joel. The fun part, like... He was such a he was such a cute fucking kid, and like he I could say that now because he's a we grew up we were kids at the same time, so you're not gonna say a kid's cute when you're a kid, but like he was a cute kid. Now like he's grown up just to look like a normal guy. He doesn't look weird or anything. He just looks like somebody like your sister married or somebody. Like he just looks like a normal dude, and it's like yeah, thanks karma, you helped us out, all right? Because it wouldn't have been fair. Some people grow up to be Leonardo DiCaprio's and they just crush their whole life, you know. He, le- he leveled the playing fields. He helped us out. Well, anyways, young Haley. Haley's got a problem, all right? He lives with his mama. He's just got a single mama, and they're in Philadelphia, and... I got a cute-ass puppy husky. Right. So what happens is Malcolm, his new patient, is this little boy, and what's the little boy's name? Um, I don't know. Why do I not know that? I don't know either. Because I, I keep calling him Haley Joe Osman. <laughs> I don't know. His name. Fuck, what is his name? What is his name? I feel like we should know this. How do I not? They don't say his name a lot, I don't think. I just literally watched the movie this morning. I've seen this movie in How theaters. The I've seen I not know it that? a million times. Cole. Motherfucker. They Cole. say that. Yeah, Cole. That's you of all I mean. people should get that quick. Cole. You know. Anyways, that being said, this. Young boy, he's troubled. So now Malcolm is his doctor. And he starts talking to Cole. And Cole's got some problems. He's got some weird energy, right? He's real nervous, nervous. And Malcolm's trying to help him out. Well, he's having issues in school. He's getting bullied. He's getting his ass beat. Mom's concerned. Comes to find out. He opens up. Cole opens up to Malcolm and tells him, like, look, I see dead people, and I see ghosts, and I see them all the fucking time, and they want stuff from me, and, like, I'm traumatized. And he's like, what? First, he doesn't believe him, but he doesn't insult him. He doesn't patronize him. He, like, just takes in the info and tries to, like, process it, but he thinks he's crazy. He's like, all right, little boy, you crazy. All right? So it ends up working out that he helps him by telling him, like, maybe you should try to help these dead people. Well, at the end, he does. He helps all the dead people, and he also helps Malcolm, because Malcolm is dead but doesn't fucking realize it. And that was the last thing he had to do on this earth was try to help that little boy. It's a great twist. It's a lot of fun. I'm sure most people have seen this. Uh, You know, my synopsis nowhere near is as cool as it's laid out. No, but that's the gist of it. That's the gist of it. So, But there's ghosts throughout it, and the ghosts... um, there are some terrifying scenes, and I just remember how scary those scenes were being younger, being like, what the fuck? Like, let me ask you this, Ozark Mark. I know this isn't the first time you've seen this movie, but what ghost freaked you out the most in this? Probably that lady in the kitchen. Yeah, I didn't like her. Nah, that lady in the kitchen. She could fuck right off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hit her. I'll smack the fuck out of her with a rolling pin or something. Hit her with a chair. Something. Like, yeah. If I saw that lady in my kitchen, I don't care. Right, she's getting rocked. Yep. Um, then uh, another part 
that but, but pretense right before that before that lady comes and appears Cole has to go to the bathroom and he does the little pee waddle mm-hmm. that every kid has done we've all been <laughs> there like, shit, 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 shit. it's a little funny parts in there but uh, did you have a favorite part of the movie though is what I'm getting at uh, so one of the ghosts that fucked me up the most I would say is that the biker lady at the end I just did not like her the biker lady standing next to the car she didn't look all that um inviting of a nice person and I, and I think it fucked me up a little too because like the whole movie like usually you know like kind of when the ghost is coming or it's like in a house or it's like and that was just like ah, right there shit, like, like, fucking hey bro yeah, creepy bloody ladies are always terrifying yeah, I didn't like that, but if I had a favorite part, let me see here. I, probably that Donnie Wahlberg part is probably the best part of the movie. I think one of the funniest parts is is like when he came into him, because Cole got beat up by a fucking ghost at a birthday party in this closet, from and like this house clearly had like ghosts in it. He got locked in this closet, got beat up. He's in the hospital, and he's, like, having a rough time. So Malcolm comes in, and he's like, all right, you want me to read you a bedtime story? And he, like, tries to, read, like, just free ball it, like, just ad-lib, like, a fucking bedtime story. And the little kid's just like, you haven't read many bedtime stories, have you? And kids are so fucking brutal like that, so it did just kind of hit you with that, like, yep. Like, you try sometimes, and kids are just like, yeah, that's stupid. And you're like, yeah, it is. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so I kind of I like the I like that he was trying throughout the whole time. There's some real wholesome moments throughout it, and then some real fucking creepy moments. This kid's grow. He's got to be fucked up if he actually made it. He couldn't have made it okay if he's an adult now. Probably not. No. Can't just deal with ghosts. I don't think so. No. No, I'm not dealing with ghosts all the time. That's too much. Who wants to deal with ghosts all the time? Nobody. I can't have this in my everyday life. No. Yeah, I'd be... I might become a medium or something and charge people out the ass. Yeah, but I would be telling them, like, you guys gotta fuck off, all right? I'm eating breakfast, not now. Not dealing with your shit. Sometimes mediums can be kind of accurate, but, like, some of them are just fucking idiots. Like, because my mom, like, she's a paranormal person. Into that. And she's gone and seen fucking mediums and shit before. So is my wife. You know, and most of the time... They're, they're, they're hit and miss but she did one recently it was the biggest miss I've ever heard <laughs> she offered to find your spirit guide and she just was baking shit up oh, like my. this is an Indian man from reservation something something he's your spirit guide I'm just uh, there's no way you as a white person has an Indian spirit guide I don't think they like us very much so no that's bullshit shut up yeah, doesn't work that way Mm-mm. Be cool though, but that's some poltergeist shit. That's how you wind up. You know, you don't invite that shit in your house. Reverend Kane shows up to your house, bro, no. singing Bible hymns. No, thank you. I'm not about that. I'm really not about that, dude. It isn't often that we get horror movies. This fits in a Silence of the Lambs category, where it's like a really good movie. Like, the story's well put together. It's well casted, well acted. It's got a good budget. Nobody could say this is a little fucking B picture. This is a great movie. But it's scary. Like, there are moments that are scary. If so, if you didn't tell anybody about this movie and you're just like, yeah, watch Sixth Sense. It's got B. Willie. It's good. And they're like, okay. And then, like, they watched it at home. 
like by themselves to be like, yo, this movie's, f- this is creepy, dude. Like this, it gets some blood pressure going. I mean, it's one of those f- flicks that like it's hard to imagine somebody hasn't watched it now. Like, but if nobody has and you watched it for the first time, I think it'd get your heart rate up 100%. Well, there's moments that definitely do, for sure, yeah. Especially when the little Misha Barton was in his tent. That fucked me up, too. Because she started like, puking everywhere. <laughs> I don't care who you are. If you're anywhere and some little goat and some little creepy girl shows up, starts puking, you're going to go, what the fuck? Uppercut. What the fuck? Yep. When she grew up to be on the OC... She, she was hot. She was like 2005 hot for me. She was real hot. Oh, she was? Oh, my goodness. Good yeah. for her. Oh, yeah. Yep, spent a lot of high school years thinking about her. Did <laughs> you go through a lot of socks? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Started discoloring towels? I did. I did. Well, that's good. Swiped it on the dog. <laughs> I just had to fuck you up. <laughs> Right when I was taking a drink, too. <laughs> yeah. No, this... Not, it's just an incredible story. I don't know that this... Let's just see. Let's just see some things. Like, because I really feel... <clears throat> excuse me. Haley Joel Osment was um, nominated for an award for this. Like, for an Oscar. A prestigious award. Yeah, I thought he did, man. I thought he did. But, like, let's just see. Let's just see. Has uh, it received numerous awards with Academy Award nomination categories ranging from those from the best film, best picture, writing, editing, direction. Um, so I guess it was nominated for six Academy Awards and four British Academy Awards, but won none. But won received, none? Yeah. What's a none? Like zero. Oh, it didn't get any. No, just nominated. Which is uh, which is crazy. That's how they. That's how they dick down horror. That's uh, how they fuck them up. Okay. Silence of the Lambs got lucky. You know, people really like Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins. Well, yeah, you can't go wrong with that combo. B. Willie, they like him. But, Who doesn't you know, like B. Willie? But they didn't. You know, they didn't want to hit him with the Oscar. No, that's all right. I think they both could have won it. I think they both could have won it. They probably could have, but only one can. Or they could have won him for two separate categories. Supporting well, actor, the, best actor. I don't know. I'm not an award decider. How am I supposed to fucking know? Silence won like four. Like best picture, best writing, best like screenplay. Like there was a shitload of them. They like they, they cleaned house. But I get it. I get it. Misery won one two. Misery won one two. But Stephen King, James James Conn. Yeah, how are you going to compete with that stuff? You can't. You really can't compete with that stuff. But I don't give a fuck what they say. The Sixth Sense is a top-tier film film. It's shot well. It's done well. It It's emotion-invoking. It's scary. Um, even as a parent, like, there's, like, that scene where, where Cole's mom, like, she's, like, watching him eat breakfast. And she's like, oh, I got to get your towel. Or let me get you a new tie. And she takes this tie off, and she just walks around the corner, and it's a beautiful shot, like how the camera pans with her to the laundry room, and she gets a new tie. I mean, in a process of eight seconds, when she comes back into the kitchen, all the cabinets and drawers are open, and the boy is still sitting there at the table. Like, in your mind, you could be like, all right, did the kid do this? But there's just, like, no fucking way. Kids aren't that agile. Like, they're just not. I would have been like, what the hell was that? 
Yeah, that's when you move out. Oh, that's dude. when you move out. If you, you walk away for five seconds, you come back, all your drawers are open. That's a little thing that says, get the fuck out. She said, were you looking for something? She said, Pop-Tarts. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not the strawberry ones, No, though. no, not. To tell you. We're not going down that road again. We're on a different road. He's not eating them. We're on a different road. We're on a different road, but that's fine. We got to make a little pit stop. We got to make a rest stop here on our journey and find out more things about this movie. Whoa. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to the What Do You Know Here. This is a segment here where we will tell you something that you may or may not know about this movie. Now, if this is your first time here, this is how it's gonna go. We're gonna tell you things we know about this movie. Now, you may know what we know, you may not know what we know, but if you know what we know, you're gonna have a We Know Gasm. If you don't know what we know, you're about to find out what we know, and you're gonna have a We Know Gasm too. Yeah. That's how it goes. Everybody's gonna be sticky icky and freely beely. Sloppy. Yes, yeah, right. We're going to all go all the way like Ted McKay if you see what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, it's my turn to tell you something that I may or may not know about this movie. Please enlighten me. I will enlighten you, and I will make your ball shrink with this fact right here. Check this out. Oh. So, you know, the little boy, Cole. What yeah. was his name again? Cole. No, no, his actual name. Haley Joe Osmond. Hey, Holy Joe Osmond. He wasn't the only person I tried out for this movie. Somebody other that you're very familiar with tried out for this movie, but they didn't get the part. Hold it. Um, Michael Cera. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. You know the guy from, you know, you probably know him from Superbad. Oh, yeah. He was in I, that movie, Now You See Me. I and, like the rest of development. You remember that show? He was yeah, on there. he was on that. Some people like him. Some people hate him. I personally hate the fucking kid, but then, you know, that's my opinion. I think he's a fucking dweeb. I don't want to smack him. But, you know, that's just my he opinion. He was in that movie, Juno. Yeah, he was in that too. But, you know, he tried out for it. And then they, they looked at the other kid, Holy Joe, and it was like, that's the kid. We don't want your skinny, scrawny ass. We want the cute kid. So they went with the cute kid. This that's a little fact boy. for you. Behind the scenes, you know, you're in the, you're, you're in the, you know, the audition room with it. And you probably would have made the same decision. So there you go. Boom. Boom. Well, you don't say. I just said. You don't say. I said it again. So you said the little boy? Uh-huh. All, you know, had other people that was casting to be him? Right. Well, guess the fuck what? Uh. So did his mom. Okay. What? His mama had people trying out for his role, too. And guess who was the person that almost got the part? Jennifer Aniston. No, 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 no. Marissa Tomei. Oh, shit. <clears throat> like my cousin Vinny, Marissa oh, Tomei. Oh, shit. Yeah. If Marissa Tomei was in it. But look. I'm that, telling you what. Um, Tony t- Collette. That would have been in one of the Circle Jerk films. I know. Tell but you what, Tony, Tony Collette did good, though, too. His, the, the lady that played his I mom I feel like really she good. fit more of the Philadelphia kind of style. Yeah, Because it's like staying in Philadelphia. Marissa Tomei, though. Oh, that's Jersey. I mean, you know, she's one of those that, uh, you know. Yes. It was one of those that never leave the roster. Still. Still to this day. I'd clean a pool. Absolutely. What? You clean a poop? Pool. Oh, a pool? 
Yeah. She's older than us. We go over clean her pool. You know what I'm saying? I'll clean a bathroom. I don't care. Yeah. I'll clean something. We'll be her pool boy. You I'll get be what her I mean? pool boy. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, not. Well, H clap. But that's a situation if that was the only way we could get it, or we had to H clap, I would, I would, you know, I'd have to say, yeah. Yeah. Even we'd if, ha- I, even if, I, even if I had to make eye contact with you, we'd have to. Even yeah. if we'd have to slightly brush each other up in certain positions, I'd be just, like, whatever. Yeah, just knuckles. You know, I would so. just give me a couple more of these Schmanoff ices, and then, you know, we'll go to town, pal. <laughs> we, it's Marissa. We'll, we'll it's make, Marissa Tomei. We will make some Swiss cheese in this bitch, <laughs> if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I would lick her shit and not wash it for a month. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Then go back and reflavor it so I get another month out of it. That's how... That's my got problems. No. I just like me some Marissa Tomei. No. No. We... We just need to tell her... I'm gonna... I'm gonna write her a letter and say, Look here, Rosak Mark has been all about you for a long time. Yep. That's right. We're gonna get a good picture of you. <laughs> I'm gonna be all shaved up and trimmed. (laughs) (laughs) We'll make it like one of those prison photos, you know, like where people go visit the people in prison and they're clearly in prison. Yeah, I'll I'll be on the telephone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He loves you. Okay, that's a great fact. Um, Now that I'm all hot and bothered, you got any more other facts? This movie came out on M. Night Shyamalan's 29th birthday. Big fucking deal. 29th. Did it really? Yeah. What a birthday present for him. Good Boy. for him. Think he did that on purpose? Probably. Seems like something he would do. Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. So that's some good stuff, but that's all I got. That's fucking great. That's tree facts. That's enough for you. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know. That's it. Mark... Did you see when they referenced this movie on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? So many people have referenced this movie. I don't remember. They were making fun of Charlie because he didn't get the twist at the end. And they told him, they're like, do you understand? And he was like, yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis finds out he's the guy that doesn't have hair at the end. No. Like, That's not the twist. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, yeah. this is one of the biggest twists, especially when this came out. This, you know, this was a huge twist, which I think what's made it so popular. It makes it um, more attractive the second time you watch it. It does, and I was going to talk to you about that because you know when, you know, the first time you watch it, you know, you get the satisfaction of the twist and the mind fuck of that but the second time you watch it you start going around and looking to make see if anybody me personally i was when i watched this movie this time purposely i looked around to see if anybody noticed b willie anywhere besides cole nobody did even even the part in question when he when cole comes home from school and his mom and Malcolm are sitting there. Yeah, dude. I was like, how the... F-? I was, then the questions came. I was like, how did he get in? Did he just walk in? Did she, like, you know, how did he get in there? Yeah, well, he, he Patrick Swayze, you know, he like ghosts. This movie does have a little bit of ghosts. It's like ghosts, but a little scarier. Because that's a good movie, too. I don't care what anybody says. The one with Patrick Swayze, where he dies. That was good. When I was little, there was part those parts where the little demon people came in kind of scared me a little 
But this has like the same kind of element, but like Patrick Swayze was aware he was dead. And like he was coming, like Bruce Willis, he didn't know. So like he thought like he was welcome there. Like, you know? Yeah, I guess so. Like, I I like how they gave, or uh, Cole gave some rules to the ghost. Like he just understood things about him and he said they only see what they want to see. And it's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Once that explains it, you know, he kind of puts in the perspective of all mm-hmm. this stuff. Like, even though it, there's like it, it, there's ambiguity there, it just like answers that. Though it's just like, oh, okay. Well, they yeah, because at they, the end when he cut, his door was always locked to the basement, and turns out you know there was just a bookshelf there or something blocking it. It wasn't really locked. It was just you know bookshelf there. So. Starts all coming around. The only thing I did not get is how did this man not realize that his wedding band was not on the entire fucking time? I know. Because at the end, she's crying watching their wedding video again, and she drops his ring on the floor, then he realizes he doesn't have a ring on his finger. Like, how the fuck do you not notice that? I feel like you would notice if you didn't have your ring on. He's stuck in, like, a ghost-like trance, man. It makes sense. Then they all give you little hints how he's always losing track of time. Yeah. Because you're a ghost. You don't have any conception of time anymore, I would assume. It's like a dog. <laughs> How long were you at the store? I don't remember. Were you there for nine hours or 20 minutes? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm happy to see you back. I know. <laughs> you can get the mail, and they're like, wait a second. <laughs> and they're so fucking stupid and smart in that way. They're like the smartest and dumbest creatures at the same time. They're the best creature on this planet, if you're asking me. Dude. The happiest motherfucking creature. Yeah. Happiest yep. creature. Everybody, if you could be reincarnated, you want to come back as a dog. Yeah. I'd want to come back as a dog. And like a rich family, though. Yeah. Or at least some, you know, at least somebody that's like home all the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe like an old lady or something. So you can just chill. I want to be like one of those labradoodles in like a real rich house. And you just do whatever you want. I think I want to be a street dog. Oh, yeah. Can I be in the pack with you? Yeah. What kind of dog would you be, though? If I was a street dog, I'd want to be like a little wiry Jack Russell. You know, like a little, like, you know, I'd be real loud. I'd be like, you know. Yeah. You need one of those little ones. You remember in Beethoven, like his little homie that he would see on the streets? Like that little dog? That one. (laughs) (laughs) That guy. (laughs) I like that he had little homies, little street homies. But that's what you need when you're a dog. Right. Homeward Bound 2, it, ga- it gave us that illusion, like that just animals go out and have homies on the streets. Maybe they do. I don't know. I mean, they go to a dog park and they make friends. Or at least yeah. you think they do. Yeah, it's nice when you got friendly dogs that like can warm up to others. Yeah, it's not fun when you have a dog that does not like other dogs. Yeah. You used to have a dog that did not like other dogs. Mm-hmm. But it's weird, though. I think they're just being protective of you. Yeah, they get jelly, too. Yeah, they do. Dude, try and have two dogs, okay, and pet one of them. <laughs> the other one's going to come up and try to get petted the same fucking way. Yep, they get fucking... They freak out, bro. Now, what would you do, Christian Ramey, if you got shot and you died, but you didn't know you died? Do you think you would start getting clues, for instance, if your wife was just not speaking to you or acknowledging you? 
Nah, it would take a while. It would take a long time because, like, half the shit I talk to her about, I don't think she's interested in. You know, <laughs> she ignores you. Well, you know, and that's what keeps me humble. If she was like a horror nerd, like I'd be like doing the fucking show with her, and it would be that kind of deal. Like, you're right, babe. Yeah, I it, love wouldn't your... be, it wouldn't be successful. I'm I don't. Sorry. Yeah, I don't want her coming down here and telling me like, actually, I no, th- I think the best Dracula is this, and I'd be like, look here. We're not going to debate this. This is my thing. You have your thing. I have my thing. No, I don't want to infringe her thing. She can't come down here. Besides, we don't have any pants on. We can't do that anymore. That's true. And you it's can like, only see us from the waist up. You can't infringe on my thing. But, like, whatever her jam is, I'm not going to fuck with that. Like, ooh, I'm going to learn this and get good at that. No, I like that they're separate because it humbles. So I can go upstairs like, holy shit, there's a new Blu-ray set, and the Killer Clowns game's coming out, and this is happening, and then I got a convention, and then I think I'm going to do this. And then she's like... All right, that's oh cool, awesome. And you're just like go away. Yep. But if I was like, do you want to go to Target and buy a bunch of stupid shit? She's like, you want your dick sucked? Oh, it's their playground. Oh my goodness. It's their playground. If you got a spare hundred dollars that she just don't know what to do with, and you feel like getting a BJ out of it, just take them to Target. Yep. Make sure you hit the Starbucks before you get in, because they got to do that. They just walk around and touch everything and say, this is cute. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I just don't like this. Nope. I just want to go. It's all right. They shop different. What are you going to do? What are you going to do Every here? once they say, let's look at the fishing stuff. Let's look at, you know. No. No, no, no. No, they don't. Shit for the house we don't need. But that's that's why I like it. Keeps me humble. Keeps me humble. But, I so always I, go. I always go to the toy section and start fucking with toys. So if I came back, it would take me a while not to know, you know. But then, like once I did, I wouldn't cross over. I'd be fucking with you. You'd be brushing your teeth, and I'd I'd grab your hips, and I'd be like, Yeah, dude. If you have the power not to cross over, and you could just keep doing this shit, I think I'd stay for a while until I get bored with it. Yeah, especially if you could have like other ghost homies. I would like, go to strip clubs for free. Oh yeah. Why are there not more ghosts in there? I'm sure there is. There has to be. Oh, there has to be. This place is haunted. Everybody's like a graveyard is so scary. Ghosts aren't there. Strip clubs. If you were a ghost, would you want to sit in a grave? No. Nope. No. You'd be going to water parks and shit. You wouldn't have to wait in line. You just go. That's yeah. a good idea, actually. I'm glad I thought of it. B. Billy, B. Willie was still working. He was working. Well, he didn't know he was dead. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. You know, could you imagine that you wasted time working? <laughs> I would be so pissed. Son of a bitch! <laughs> I would be so fucking mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that you just fucking pissed me off right there, Jesus Almighty! But let's go into another portal and another realm. I'm excited to see what this rating is for this movie. That was a good little tickle there. We are in the one and only one-of-kind, world-famous Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. That's when we give you the stamp of approval. We tell you what kind of horror movie this is based on our score. That's developed by Christian Ramey, your very scary human companion. And he developed a system. It's a four-category system worth the total of don't say it because that's not the skit we got to go with this we're going to do this in a series of four categories three categories worth three points last category is worth 1.4 a total of 
Ten points altogether. All right. You took a breath there, but luckily you had some liquid in your mouth, so you couldn't say it and fuck it up. That's me fucking with you. But let's get into the first category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is casting. This is where you start talking. I Well, I know. I know I have to speak here, but this is probably the strongest category. I feel like this is a three. This is a three. This is the strongest of all the categories. It's got to be a three. There's B-Will. All these people are good. Even you get in... I thought it was a little fucked that M. Night Shyamalan was like, all right, I'm going to make a cameo. The Indian guy decides to be the doctor. I mean, like, that's fucked up, dude. You could have gave yourself a different role, but it worked. It was the most believable. It is I did believe it. It is the most believable, I did believe it. I did believe it, but it's like, come on, man. You was he going to be the teacher? No. He could have been anything. And I, I don't care. He was a cool guy. You yeah, know? Fuck that. That's a good stereotype. Yeah. Fuck well, off. That's a good point, though. That's yeah, a it's fuck like if, off. Yeah. What would, I, what would I be? The fucking janitor or something? Yeah, fuck off. Yeah. You got a good stereotype. You'd be the auto mechanic. I would. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't know what the fuck I was doing. But you'd be like in the garage, like that. You you would the, you know you look like you could be in a Fast and Furious movie. Thank you. In a garage. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, in a good way though. I mean, <laughs> like in a, in a good way. <laughs> People at the at the bar next to us like that's the weirdest compliment I've ever heard. Oh, <laughs> <give somebody. laughs> I've never been complimented like that before. Thank you. No, I no like pro- it. I no like pro- it. You, you just had to know. I like it. Now I need neon on my car. But look, it's got B. Willie, all right? Haley Joe. Uh, and then, like I said, Tony Collette, she fucking crushed it as his mama. And really, there's people sprinkled throughout this whole flick that are just kind of well-known. The little boy that was the bully, that was the boy from Jurassic Park 3. He was a little boy on the parasail with his stepdad, and uh, you remember? And then he got crashed into the island on... You remember Jurassic Park 3? Of course. He was that little boy in there. Yep. So there, there's some people you know throughout this flick. Um, but it's really well. The the casting and the acting, it all works so well. Like the, There's a really good chemistry between... Uh, Malcolm and Cole. It's re- I mean, it's really good. It makes the it makes the movie. Yep. It really does. Sure it does. So so that's three out of ten so far here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Let's get into the second category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is kills. Got to go zero. Okay. There's some death that's played with. There's some death that's talked about. There's some footage of ghosts, uh, but there's no footage of the actual death happening, and there's no like no, insight to the just murder. Somebody gets shot and suicide. Yeah, well, that's yeah. At the beginning of the movie, we do have that, but it's like you really—that's something you can almost see on basic cable, like you know, right? Like I don't know, maybe a little bit. More. There's no, there's no death on screen. Yeah, so. and, and they fool you, so it's like you don't even get the full death. You just see he's like more or less injured. Correct. And it's like he does die in his bed with his wife. I would say if there, I would say if there was at least, well, there is technically one death on screen. That's Bruce Willis. But I mean, that's is it worth worthy of a half point? No. Okay. All I, right. I don't know, because technically there is, but I don't. Let's it's, just give it a half. Let's just give it a half. It's not a point. Let's a, it's a half out of three. Yeah. He does get shot and he dies. And I, the reason that I'll say that we can do a half is because it goes back and re-shows his death at the end, and that part's a little bit more 
like because it shows the bullet go through his back and shit. So it's yeah. like, and you see him actually die there, whereas initially you don't. At the beginning, you just see him shot, and like you don't really know. I mean, te- yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like technically, there is at least one death. If there's at least one death on screen, you right. You get something because you, you right. can't you can't have a zero. A zero means nothing. You're right. So that's three and a half so far here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Let's get into the third, final three-point category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is fear. I feel strong with a two on this one. I do. I feel so strong on a two because it's such a wide range of people. There are people that are afraid of ghosts in every country, every continent. Uh, ghost isn't like a... This isn't like a limited horror flick where it's only like going to be freaked out by a few people that maybe believe this or whatever. This is just ghosts. It's not necessarily religion tied in. There's just ghosts. And here's the thing with fear. I, I, I'm really, you know, the fear is tough because obviously we're not saying like piss your pants, run out of the theater scary. But like, does this movie sit with you when you leave? And I think it does. And then also, I think this movie has people sitting on the edge of their seat and their heart rate jacked when it came out. I think this fucked a whole generation. Not a three. Not a fucking three. But definitely, in my eyes, a two. Do you think different? No. Okay. I mean, it's okay if you do. I just, I, I've really thought about this one. I kind of uh, was thinking about know, this that's, rating. That's, that's a good explanation. We'll keep it. I like it. it so that, um, so that is... Uh, scary. Uh, Five out of five and a half out of ten so far here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast. Raiden, let's get into the last category here, and that is rewatchability for half a point each here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. I'm going to go, yeah. I still like it every time I watch it. Yep. I mean, it's a little more emotional now that I'm older, but it's. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, you know, but it's always good to pop in every at least once a year, you know. And uh, it's 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 it doesn't lose its value when you watch it the second time because there's a lot more to appreciate about it than just the twist at the end. So it's aged well. It did. It like there. I mean, I guess there's no like really over the top CGI anyways. So it's like I mean, it's really aged pretty well. No, it's a lot of acting. So when you have a film that's a lot of acting, it, it tends to age a lot better. Yep. So that is a total of six and a half out of ten. For the thick sense. Here on Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Right back up in your ass. Your score for six sense is six and a half? You haven't had anything up your ass in two weeks, so I'm glad. I'm, I'm, it's a little rough there, but you'll get back used to it. Oh, yeah. And, and, and we're starting slow. I'm letting you know we are starting slow. Like, we're kissing the neck. We're definitely rubbing the thighs. We're not just hopping right into Halloween here, okay? We're getting, we're preheating the oven before we stick in the turkey we're getting a little we're getting a little wild here all right because we're letting you know that what we all know that preheating it's preheating the oven before we stick in the turkey yes we all, <laughs> we all why know why is that so funny i don't know we all know it feels better if you spit on it so what we're saying to you folks is we're just working our way through these couple weeks, it's still going to be hot, and it still feels like summer, but what's going on? You've been to the grocery store? You've been to these stores? It's the only holiday that I'm not mad when they put the shit out early. Every other holiday, I'm like, hey, fuck off. But, like, Halloween, even, because it doesn't rush your summer. You're just like, all right, I'm cool. Like, I could just get candy on no, I mean, Halloween. Halloween is always a sign of great things to come. Fall weather, fucking cool, crisp fucking weather. Say it's sluts and sweaters. Say, yep. Horny woman in costumes. Cuffing season. And that, if you're into that, football. Okay, everything, everything's coming, everything's coming together here. Okay, 
All right, so it's exciting. The planets are aligning, and we're here to walk you down that road. It's the one time of the year where people don't look at us weird. We fit in this time of year. Yeah, but what you can really do, especially if you're joining early on the road, is what you could do is go out and get other folks, grab their hand, and bring them on this road with us. GPS them to this fucking road. It's a great road, goddammit. We really mean that, because obviously we know there's some of you dedicated weirdos who come here with us and hang out with us two weirdos each and every episode that we have. But obviously you're going to have a lot of people talking scary movies, and maybe you're the scary movie person in everybody else's life, and they come to you and say, like, what should I watch? And you give them some suggestions, but you can also say, hey, check out Sloppy Horror. They give great suggestions all the time. And then that's how you can really help a player out. You know how else you can help? giving us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You know how else you can help us out? Stay subscribed to our YouTube. You know how else you can help us out? If you see Ozark Mark at a convention, throw it back at him, okay? You know how you can help help us out? Nudes, okay? Uh, subscribe to our Patreon. Um, send us toenail clippings. Anything that really you feel like would help us out, I... Mark's a feet guy, all right? No. <laughs> no. No. Now that you said that, people are going to start DMing me feet. What if they're nice feet? What if they're like, what if it was a really hot, like Margot Robbie had a feet thing. She's like, I want to like work your dick with my feet. Well, that's different. Because you, you're not going to say no, right? No. But no. What, but what if she's like, after walking around the water park all day with bare feet, you know, I want to, you know, I wish she had a thing for that. <laughs> What if she wanted you to dress up like Grimace and she dressed up like the hamburger? <laughs> More Robbie? Yeah. I'll do anything for that. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Okay. You get a, you get the time of your life, Marissa Tomei and Margot Robbie are going to come out and hang out with you, but the only stipulation is... I would shoot you in the face right now to get that. I'm just letting you know. All right. Like, you would... There's nothing you can tell I me. trust you because you would aim to kill. All right. Yeah, I mean, you, you would, would either be, aim to kill or you would aim to, like, just, like, you know, maybe out the cheek and you would make it, like, look, I'm sorry, bro. I know I could let you live. Oh, you're not going to die. I'm just going to shoot you in the face. Yeah. I didn't say you die. But what if, she, what if they said, here's the stipulation... We have to dress up like Teletubbies and bang. You dress up like a Teletubby. There's, I mean, you're not into that, but you would. I'm going to start, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I'll you put it have, on a credit card. I don't care. Oh, yeah. You yeah. get like a suit. You get the official one. Yep. You know? Cut a little spot out for your package. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I just cut a spot out for my package. Do I gotta say any lines? I measure out the circumference. <laughs> Gonna go oh, back like to grade stool. <laughs> I pictured a square, so you could have like you know the oh, you know, your bees too. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll do a triangle. <laughs> it's the strongest shape. It is. You <laughs> need the strongest shape to hold on, handle all this buttered sausage, baby. That's right. Oh That's yeah. Right. See, the, this is just a just a little sample, a little nugget of the fun that's to come, and. Like I said, The Sixth Sense, it is creepy now. Like, it's this is a creepy movie. Like, we are desensitized because we do watch all kinds of horror films. But this is a, um, this is a creepy flick. And especially for people who are just like, I don't watch scary movies like normal people. If they've never seen this, I, I assure you. Oh, so, everybody can watch this. If you're not in that horror movies, this is a good one for you. And I do feel like it's good for the road to Halloween. It's a good start to that because... 
not everybody's going to listen to every episode on Monday. Some people might catch up. Uh, you know, they might binge three or four episodes in a row. Maybe they won't catch on till October, but this list will be here. And I hope they check this one out if they haven't. And if not, throw it on anyways. Make you some little cookies or something. Get you them little ghost and pumpkin cookies while they're still in stock because October comes. Everybody will have bottom out. So make some now, okay? Go to Starbucks. Get you some stuff now. Don't fuck around. Get ready for college football, regular football, okay? The leaves aren't falling yet. Go up on your tree. Just cut them down. Blow them around the yard. I'm just saying. Just do it. Just fucking do it. Yep. So... Another little announcement that I will say, now back in our link tree, we do have our Discord link. That thing is starting to come back alive. But what's going to happen And on some Saturdays coming up leading to the fall, we're going to have some watch parties so you guys can watch some movies with us. Some of those we also may be going live at the same time in another outlet. So it's going to be a lot of fun coming up. We want to watch some movies with you people. We want to make Halloween as fun as possible because last year we had a very busy year this time of year. And it's not that we, we weren't recording. It was just very busy. And I don't feel like we had the ability to go 150 miles an hour for Halloween. But now we are, bro. Now we are. Now we are. So we're here. We're back. Hold us. We'll hold you. We'll be the big spoon for the rest of your year. Mark's a great big spoon. Yes, I am. He is. I'm the perfect height for it. Yeah, but also, every once in a while, big spoons want to be little spoons, too. Like, you know, one out of 30 times, let the big spoon be the little spoon. No. Catch him off guard. Yeah, well, you know, it helps your arm from going numb. Oh, it does? You know. know. Mm Mm-hmm. You know. But, yeah, have you ever had, like, a woman, like, demon fuck you and then, like, little spoon you? You'll be asleep in six seconds. Nope, that never happened to me. Oh, it will. It will. I hope not. You no, know, well, you'll be watching TV, and then they'll just, like, pop it, like, pop out from the base of the bed, like, like <laughs> give me a little dad. And you're like, oh, my God. And well, that's easy. I mean, you know, just send them to Sunday brunch alone. Oh, yeah. They'll come back. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck a dick. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. Send them to brunch without you, you know, and then they come back, and it's... Yeah, so it's they get all horned up because they're talking to their other drunk friends about sausage and dicks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what happens at brunch. I've been to brunch before. That's what happens. Bottomless mimosas. But if you're there, it you know they don't miss you, and they're like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. That's what happens. But you'll be doing something really good. You'll be caught up in Terminator. You'll be watching a movie like I love this movie. Yeah. You'll be real, Or you'll be playing a game. It's just the way it works. But nothing is allowed to get in your way for Halloween. So, boys and girls, this has been fun. I'm glad that you've been here for M. Night Shalomalans. And I tell you what we're going to do. Tell you what we're going to do. In the meantime, Sloppy Horror is going to be live on some TikTok. And if you don't follow us there, make sure you do. Make sure you follow us in all of our places. That's the cheapest and the freest way you can help us out. But if you're looking for some fun, I just hope you guys are fucking ready. I hope you're fucking ready. I'm ready because it's goddamn hot down here, and it's the hottest day of a heat index 110, and it's hot in your basement. Mm-hmm. You have the hottest basement in the world, I swear to God. It's not. Yes, it is. It's the time we record because the sun's right there. It, like, beats there. <laughs> like, if we if we recorded at noon, it's like iceberg down here. Well, maybe we should switch to that. Okay. Okay. But anyway, we love you, and uh, we'll see you next week, you little fucking bastards. See ya! See ya!